What's up, saints and ain'ts? We are back again with another episode of Culture versus Kingdom. Yes, guys, we are back, and this time we are talking about relationships. Come on, you guys. All of us have at one point been the red flag in a relationship, or we were with the red flag, even if it was a situationship. That's included in this as well. So regardless of whether you were the red flag, you dated a red flag, or you didn't even get to the relationship and you were just in a situation all the above. We are going to be talking about it on this episode of Red Flags. So tune in with us right now as we get into it. All right, y'all. Can we get a roll call? My name is Mackenzie McLeod. Hi, I'm John. What's good, y'all? My name is Devin Funderburg. He's Jared. This is Rukia. And, and we, we are, are the Rices. Hey, it's your girl, Teresa. For the ladies on call, right? How do you know the difference between a nice guy and when a guy is flirting with you? Because certain guys are just nice. Certain guys are just gentlemen. You feel me? I want to know what you're thinking right now, Teresa. No, I'm going to be honest. I, I, see, I see the eye. Like, I see, I see the face. <laughs> it's all in your face. So you got some bars to say. What? I don't, actually. Because I'm a part type of person that I typically just assume you're being nice. I don't, I'm not the person that assumes that guys just be flirting with me. Like, I'm not like, oh, you flirting with me? Like, girl, he just opened the door for you. Like, I'm not that person. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. I've never just assumed that because a man was chivalrous. or, And I think that's because of how I was raised. Like, my dad and my brother, like, they always did chivalrous acts where they were just being gentlemen. Like they were showing me what, you know, to expect from a man, not just a man who was interested in you. I don't believe a man who's interested in you. Uh, I mean, a man, you know, I feel like all men should do chivalrous acts. Obviously that's not the generation we live in today, but um, that that was an expectation I had. So like when it, I don't just assume like if a man opens a door or does something or compliments me that he's just trying to get at me or trying to flirt with me. That's not my first inclination so I don't know you're gonna have to talk to him I'm past the mic I agree Teresa I I'm the type who will not even see the flirtation like it'll fly right over my head even if you're flirting so um yeah I would just assume that people are being nice unless they're very very obvious with me like do you have a boyfriend like that to me is like oh okay so you want me in that way that makes sense like (laughs) yeah I think the flirtation is indicated based off what's said in the conversation or like what's the exact wording that's being exchanged. Um, Cause like doing nice things, like you being a gentleman, I don't think that's flirtatious. Like and I'm on the same page as Teresa and Mackenzie. Like that's you're not flirting with me. Like, thank you. Like if a female opened the door for me, she's not flirting with me. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for holding the door. <laughs> like, so I think it's a matter of like what's coming out of your mouth in our exchange. Um, that determines whether you're being flirtatious or not. And sometimes, like when you, not sometimes, for a woman of God, when you got the Holy Ghost, you can just discern. Yeah. Um, Because for me, I I know when guys, even when they're not saying too much, I'm like, you're you're interested in me. And it's not, it's not me being, um, you know, thinking highly of myself or like, oh yeah, all the guys want to, you know, I bring all the milkshake to the boys to the yard. No, like it's more so. It's really more so like I'm just picking up on 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 the spirit of things and like I, I peep you, that kind of thing. I don't normally say anything, but I just peep. 100% agree with Kia. Usually the Holy Spirit exposes, if it will expose you first. And then I know how to approach you, you know what I mean? Depending on how to regard you. But um, 
Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. Guys gotta, I don't know. I personally don't think guys make it. I don't really think guys, I mean, you know, maybe throwing, I don't think a lot of guys have game. And then the ones that do usually don't have good intentions. Sorry. Like, so, um, I don't know. It's like a toggle uh, on that, on that field. Wow. Back. <laughs> I don't, I just, I feel like, you know, I don't, I'm not saying all guys don't, I'm not going to put a general consensus on all of them because I think, you know, but I think again, just even geographically, all of us come from different places. So the way that we respond to flirting is going to be different um, in general. And I think also like some guys flirt a lot with their eyes. Like it's weird, but like, you can see it. And like, if you're attracted to them, you're like, oh, hey, hey. But like, I think there's certain like little tells as well, like Rakia said, um, and then the Holy Spirit will snitch on you, of course. But um, uh, also I want to throw it back because we're on the flip side, a lot of us, because a lot of it for women of God specifically is sitting back because we live in such a Jezebel filled society. You know, we got so many Jezebels and Zelilah's Leah's out here running around, you know, especially with all these makeup and filters and all this stuff going on. And so it's actually very hard. Dating is like, not, not, it doesn't give, it doesn't give at all because of the fact that a lot of men's thought process, and you guys can tell me as men of God, um, a lot of men's thought process is, well, if she's not going to do it, then lady to the, you know, Jezebel to the right or Delilah to the left is going to do it. So, you know what I mean? So like my question, I guess, to you guys is as men of God, like, where's your thought process with the way that women are just pick me's not all of them, but there's a lot of pick me's out there these days. And so it doesn't make it, um, it's hard to see if a man is even being intentional about you, especially for the right reasons previously, because of the fact that they usually have, you know, the swarms. Well, my thought was just now, uh, when I was younger, I was a very romantic type. Like I used to have uh, a lot of different uh, people that I was thinking that I was crushing on until I realized like uh, I was very attracted to the actual person who wasn't the pick me. Like now just thinking about it in the red, going back to like the red flags, uh, not saying that all pick me girls are like bad, like they all have their own whatever going on. But like to me, maybe that could be a red flag because I was more attracted to the girl that wasn't trying to be like, oh, I want all the guys at me. Like everyone, please. You know what I mean? You know, the Bible talks about guarding your heart all the time. So I feel like you got to, you got, you have to be guarded. You got to have your eyes on because you know, especially like when a woman like kind of like sees you on a certain path, it's like, yep, I'm going to be the one to sabotage him. Kind of like what Delilah was like on. So, you know, if a woman kind of like approaches you on that type of time, like she doesn't value your your purity, she doesn't value your morals as far as being a man of God, she doesn't value any of that. Yeah, that's like, that's a big no-go. Because um, it happens. Like there are women out there who literally see men of God on the right path. Like I'm gonna be the one to, to 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 mess him up, you know. Um, so I think you just gotta be guarded. You gotta have your eyes on, and you gotta trust the. Because a lot of people call it intuition, but it's really the Holy Spirit letting you know. Yeah, you have to trust the Holy Spirit. Like that's like that's not just like a feeling. It's not just a, oh, I felt something. No, the Holy Spirit was kind of like letting you know, get out of that situation. So I think you just got to trust them and just leave, run, run, all caps. Off of that, uh, I just had the thought about 
I think it also goes off of uh, intentions. Like, and this goes for guys and girls, like guys like DM and girls are going after girls and girls doing the same thing. Uh, if like, because we live in a very sexualized society now where my men or women will DM somebody and just like straight up be like, Hey, this and that you want to go want to meet later. Like that's like, no, but if you can weed through the intentions of that. And also like after just like the first two times of hanging out, they're like, well, Netflix and you know, uh, but you get what I'm saying? Like, I I feel like, feel like there's a big difference of intentions, whether someone's like, like, I'm going to shoot my shot at this guy because I feel like he's really nice. And I feel like we could get along or like the same thing for guys. Like I'm going to shoot my shot at this girl. Cause I feel like we would vibe well, stuff like that. And so the other. But then my question is like, um, how do you look at someone and be like, Hey, <laughs> you know, I think that we'll be really nice together. Like, is that, is your initial, like, is it really you, you know, like I'm saying from, from our Instagram society to kind of go based off what Teresa's saying, like, you know, this woman is dressed in a certain kind of way. I guess you watched some of her reels. So she do some reels. Maybe you watched her IG live and like, mm-hmm. she was pretty funny and like, but it's like, how do you initiate that to be something romantic immediately? Just based off to me, that's just the lust of the eyes, mm-hmm. but just based off what you see, how can you determine something like that? If you know nothing about the individual. Um, so I think like a, a big a big uh a big way to get to get trapped and and mess and dealing with someone who is not for you is being too thirsty is being too like wanting wanting the promise from god so much to the point where you try to deliver it to you yourself and so god may have promised you a wife or a husband but he didn't he didn't tell you okay go find them here, here, and here. But you took it upon yourself and was like, okay, well, I see this person and that's fine. Like if you, if you see someone, cool, you're attracted to them, cool. But when it gets to the point where you're so locked in on God told me this and God told me that, you, your mind can play tricks on you and make you believe that anybody, like, Anybody who is who has like little things like she's Christian and it seems as though that she has a relationship with God and and you might have similar interests and stuff like that. And that's it. And so you go for her and you believe that that this is this is the woman. But you're not thinking about the fact that that God is way more powerful than you way more smarter than you are and way more specific and intentional than you ever could be. And so you got this little list when God is so specific that he knows all of the hairs on our head. And so he picked out a person for you and and is very more specific than what you may think. Talk that talk, bro. Talk that talk, bro. It it boils down to, to, to waiting, to, to waiting for the promise of God to, to come to pass. And not not getting so impatient that you try to try to um, take it upon yourself. And by you by you doing that, by you by you letting God do what he's supposed to do, that uh, strengthens your faith. 
And that's something that you're supposed to be focusing on anyway, as you're waiting or as you're, as you're, as you're waiting for God to reveal the woman to you. I think just, just to kind of like elaborate on that, especially in like being a single Christian and being around other single Christian women, it's like you automatically, if people are living for Jesus for real, you automatically have certain things in common off the bat. So I think that like heightens the attraction because it's not like you're like out here looking for unbelievers where it's like you're trying to look for little things that like if you're like a like a Christian and you're a believer, you already have certain things in common like from the get go. So it's like, oh, I love Jesus. You love Jesus too. Great. Cool. And then it's like, oh, then it's like, if it gets more, a little bit more specific, like, all right, maybe you guys like the same food or the same football team or the same this and the same that. And it's like everything, like you guys have so much in common, which I think could be like, which I, I think could be dangerous in a way. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, like you want, God is going to give you somebody that fits you. And the person that fits you may be the total opposite of you, you know, just so they could, you know, build, cultivate things in you, you could cultivate things in them. So I think if we look for like commonality as the basis of this person is called, the, I'm, I want to be with this person and I want my, my intention to marry this person because I fell into that trap. We pretty much like the same thing. We have similar personalities. Yeah, God called told this person to be my wife. It's not like that. Like John said, like he's way too specific for that. He'll design a person. He has a person that fits you, that fits your uniqueness. Um, so I think us as believers, you have to be super careful because Christians are notorious for, oh my God, we met at this camp and then now we're getting married in three months. And it's like, everything is like, Ooh. so, you know, you just gotta, uh, be, be careful, you know, be careful and be a little more intentional. Like you said, John. Yeah. I think uh, I have a question. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead very taboo but it, it kind of relates to this um so do y'all believe that there is like one specific person for whoever is meant to be married because there's there's always a, the possibility of like say like we're we're christian and we have a relationship with god but what if that other person that people make it seem as though like there's one person, but what if that person doesn't, doesn't accept Jesus into their life? What happens then? If it's God and God's intention for y'all to be together, they will be a woman of God. Your person is a woman of God. Bow. I agree. Um, Sorry. No, go ahead, Teresa. No, no, no. I want y'all to go. Y'all kingdom couple. Go ahead. Go ahead. Spit that bar. You two are so funny. (laughs) You guys are just, I, I was just going to say, um, we all have a choice. First and foremost, can we just put that out there? God gives us choice. God is not going to be like, you two have to get married now, kiss. Like, that's not God. Like, he's not going to do that. Both parties have to be willing parties. So if one party is not a willing party in, to the plans of God, that to me, I mean, that's like you settling for plan B. But go ahead. Like, God, God got you. You know what I mean? Like, he will see you through the things that need to be sought through your life. But when we are living for the Holy Spirit, the reason that God may have assigned you that person, and that's why I really want to let the kingdom come 
couple down there talk. But um, when he is like assigned you to that, you know, like a person, I wouldn't even uh, go off of what that he said. The person isn't it doesn't whether they're like you or not like you. I don't believe it's about that. Again, equally yoked where you are, you know, weak, they are stronger in or something. So you guys are building, you guys are cultivating each other up. It's an area of need, right? They can meet you in the area of need. Like they're not just what you want. It's what you need, right? Typically as believers and as people, we don't really know what we need all the time. Right. And, um, and they typically that person will shine or show and something in yourself that you probably didn't know, beforehand. Right. And then it's areas where you can work on and build and stuff like that. So I think when we approach relationships as believers in general, I think we approach them from a very worldly point of view because we're thinking about it as, wow, do we like the same thing? Do we like the same movies? And I'm like, that's for the world. That's for the culture. That's not for us. We are, we're literally building up generations. Like this is lineage God is focused on. He's not focused on how, if you guys like the same cars or the movies or stuff, like he cares about those things, but it's not his focus. And and like we have to shift our focus on God is trying to build a kingdom that's going to cultivate on this earth so that when we die, we have generations that are still serving him and that are even greater than us beforehand. So, yeah, like he's not going to like Mackenzie said, he's not going to put you with somebody that's an unbeliever. He literally says, do not be equal, uh, uh, unequally yoked with the unbeliever because it's unbeneficial to the kingdom. Now you guys are butting heads. Right. And like. He, you know, like, that's just not how God operates. Like it will be a woman of God you need, but that's why you need the Holy spirit because just because she's a woman of God is doesn't mean she's the woman you need. Like you can't marry a Christian bro. Like, or you can't just marry a man of God or cause like that does it. You need the Holy spirit. Marriage is a big deal. And we need to start looking at it. Like it's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> actually um, the relationship that I had right before me and Jamani, um, we knew each other, but before we, we started dating, she was a woman of God and we just bumped heads so often. It was just like, this is something is wrong with, with, with her. Like I was, I was seeing red flags in her and I'm sure she was seeing red flags in me. Right. And, and I was just like, this can't be right. Like, you know, like, what is this? And so it ended bad. Right because I used to have a tendency of like having a heart where I would go backwards, but it ended bad where I was just like, absolutely not. I will never go back. And as soon as I focused straight, as soon as I focused straight, um, I um, started dating Jemani and I, and I realized that me and Jemani have been mixing paths with each other for since we were in, since I was in sixth grade, but I didn't even know. Like she was in the background. In fact, my first time meeting her, I was dating another person. Like I was in sixth grade dating someone else when I first met her. I did not even know. And it's just amazing that it's not. I said if if I would have known her, we would have been platonic, and we would have never, um, you know, about to be getting uh, married and stuff like that. And so it's just like God's timing. Yeah, yeah. God's timing is is definitely important because as we try to rush things as we try to meet the right people as like you know people go on this um the dating apps the christian dating apps and go to church looking for people jamani went to my church but i never knew that that was some someone who i would you know potentially marry in the future it's just that god is going to place that person when it's when it's right 
when you're both right, when you're both ready, when it's when it's when he wants you to do it. Come on, brother. I know that's right. I know that's right. And I, I want to throw one more thing out here. If God does reveal to you who your kingdom, you know, who your, you know, your future spouse is, it isn't always free like that moment. It, it sometimes is for years later and it's sometimes for your protection. Like I can speak from my own, my own self. It's for my protection. It's not for, you know, for the moment. Right. It's not for when he first told me to go act and go like, you know, do that. It's a preparation process that has to take place. And so like we have to understand, too, like if God sometimes shares information with us is so we can stop seeking and stop worrying about it. You know what I mean? Like put it in his hands, like let God do God. And then and then he will do God. If he's God and he said it, it will get done. That's just facts. If he told you and it was from the Holy Spirit, try to spirit by the spirit. He's got you on it. And so we have to also remember that if God does trust us with that type of information, sometimes it's for our protection so that he, we're protecting ourselves from going out there and looking for ourselves because we don't know what we're looking for half the time. Like I told Mackenzie, like last year, a year ago, I didn't even have standards. Like God was like, I need you to write down a list of standards. And I was like, oh, well, and I had to sit down and I had to think like, because I didn't know. I never asked myself that. You know, like, what are your standards? Not expectations like it's end all be all, but it's like you have to know your non-negotiables. You have to know those red flags and things that, you know, that don't work with your spirit. Right. Like that just don't work for you. And you can identify that you don't have to go from boyfriend to boyfriend or girlfriend to girlfriend. Look at your friendships. Look at your relationship with your parents. Look at your parents relationship with each other. If like whatever resource you have. Use it because whatever that doesn't work, you know, write those non-negotiables down. And then the minute that kingdom person, because it could be a part of the kingdom, doesn't reflect that, then you you can, you know, pray about it, ask God about it, and then trust him, like be like, all right, I'm gonna let you do this. I do think that God can certainly have a specific person in mind pertaining to who your partner should be. Um, I think it's important. One, he said that I've known you before I placed you in your mother's womb. Psalms talks about how he's in it. He's knitted together our innermost being. I think that God was so strategic about every single part of our life, Um, especially since we had the conversation earlier about um, him being included in every part of our life. I think that he has something that he has written pertaining our life already. Like our life is already written out for God. Now what happens, and we can look at this as salvation as well. When we look at the bride of Christ, some people deny the invitation of being the bride. And so that can go for people who is supposed to be your, um, initial, a mate or your initial husband or wife denying that invitation that God is giving them. I have a friend who the Lord revealed to her who her husband was, but he was out of agreement with that. And because he was not in agreement with it, God can then move on and pass that over you. Right. Um, that we see that so many times in the Bible when um, Saul was anointed to be king mm-hmm. and then he denied it. He disobeyed. He was not in agreement with what the Lord was doing. And because of that, God passed over him and then passed that anointing onto someone else. Um, and so that, that can look the same for marriages, um, and things of that sort. So yes, I do think that God has someone originally in mind. Um, and then we just have to be in agreement with it the same way we have to be in agreement with salvation. Um, now I like what Teresa touched on concerning, um, like some people knowing their spouse, 
ahead of time. Um, I don't think that this is something that God necessarily has to do. Um, but I think that when he tells certain people in advance, it is for protection because um, that right there is our testimony. Um, we knew who we were to each other in 2017 and did not get married until 2021. Um, and I believe that the Lord revealed information such as that one, because we have to look at our relationship with God. He can trust certain people with certain information. Um, and it just, you know, I'm not saying any relationship is more than the other or anything like that, but there's just certain information that we need to have for our protection. God knows me. God knows that because of the relationship that I had with my father, um, I dealt with codependency a lot. And so I would have been out here searching for stuff that I didn't need to be searching for. And in him sharing that with me, it protected me to an extent, though I was still veering off in my own ways and doing my own things at certain points. It protected me because I would get into things not knowing that this was end or be all or knowing that it would come to an end at some point because of what God has spoken to me. Um, and so there are cases where people don't know who their spouse is. Um, and I think what people need to do in that instance is continue to just keep your eyes on Jesus. Um, and in that, like Teresa said, I think everything that she said concerning like, okay, um, you know, writing like the woman is in preparation mode. The woman is in the Esther mode. She's in the, let me prepare, let me get pure. Let me write the things down that God is saying to me. And so that when that man comes, you both can be in agreement with each other. Cause it's like, okay, God, this is exactly what you said. And because he has been a man of the presence and he has been a man who eyes is on Jesus. It's like, okay, I know what this woman is supposed to look like. Um, and yeah. So just to answer your question, John, I do believe God has a specific person for us. Um, some people know that in advance, some people don't. Um, but I do believe that it's based on our um, acceptance of the invitation. And I, it, it works the same way with being the bride of Christ. And also, John, you'll know, you'll know exactly who that person is by knowing who God called you to be. Because whoever the person is for you, they are going to be the catalyst that gets you to the full extent of who God created you to be. So if you're looking at somebody and you don't see a future with them, and when I what I mean by future is y'all literally building the kingdom of heaven together, and them, uh, you know, really uh, bringing substance to who God created you to be, then you know that that's probably not it. Even if she's a woman of God on fire for God, called by God, anointed, but if she is not. Like if you can't see her being a part of what is making you reach your fullest in God, then she's probably not who God called you to be with. Although, caveat, you could potentially marry somebody who's not that person. And then God still, through his mercy, allows that woman to become that for you. So that's a whole nother caveat. Um, I'll say... A red flag for dating, uh, dating relationships is on my on my end. I think when I see a woman that lacks humility, I think that's that's a huge red flag for me, um, because humility is a byproduct of someone who's been following Jesus for real and who has a genuine relationship with Jesus. Um, so when I see a person that like lacks that. Um, yeah, that's, that's a huge red flag for me. How, how can you tell when someone's following Jesus for real? Um, what does, what does that entail? Um, and also how can you see whether a woman is being humble or not? Or like, how, how can you dictate 
where her relationship is with God? Like, what does, what are those things? Hold up, hold up. Before you answer that question, that is a really great question, Ricky. I'm so glad you asked that. We are out of time for this episode, but we're going to save this conversation for the next episode, picking up exactly where we left out of how we can tell the difference between false humility and true Godfidence confidence. So stay tuned with us till next week so that we can actually break those things down with y'all and really get to the bottom of telling the difference. So again, we're not being hypocrites and we're not perpetuating something that is not true about ourselves. Thank you guys again for joining this episode of Culture Versus Kingdom Red Flags red flags and relationships we thank you guys so much make sure to follow us on our social media at kingdom frame of mind on instagram and our youtube please press the subscribe and like button we really really appreciate it we love your guys' support and again can we get a final roll call drop your social medias too guys what's up y'all this is Devin. follow me on instagram at underscore fun design studios hit me Hey guys, this is John. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at byjohnsharpjr. Once again, I'm Jared Rice. Such a privilege. If you guys want to go ahead and follow us for some more dope content on Jesus and everything God-related, follow me at Jared Rice. That's J-A-H-R-E-D underscore Rice. You can also follow my wife at Rue TV. That is R-U-E underscore T dot V. We love you guys. God bless. And lastly, you can find me, Teresa, on Instagram at Teresa Brianna Burleson.